I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. And welcome to this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. I'm your host, Rebecca Cressman. Today, we're going to be talking about a very important event. It is the first ever convention for adults with autism. It will be held in Provo. It's coming up. I'm going to have some experts talk with you about what it's all about. It's called Aut. Con. I love that name. So joining us in studio today is uh, Jared Stewart. Jared is the active program director over Scenic View Academy. Jared, thank you so much. Uh, Scenic View Academy, its goal is to help provide independence for adults with autism. Is that right? Yeah, we look at adults 18 and up and those that have a good shot at going out on their own, having their own job, place to live and that are interested in those goals. And so we take them in as a residential student and help them find their own unique story of independence and success. I appreciate that because the the, the title Scenic View Academy might be new to our audience. I also want to have uh, you have a chance to get to know Sarah. Is it Adia? Oh, Adia. Adia. Okay, Sarah Adia Huser. Hoiser. Hoiser. Let me try that one again. Sarah Adia Hoiser. Sarah, you actually have a bachelor's degree in behavioral science. And you have been, when were you diagnosed with having autism or being on the spectrum? I was diagnosed at the age of 18, which means it's been nine years. That's an interesting facet for me to know. And and so who actually gave you that diagnosis? Um, there was a doctor here in Salt Lake City, and he actually tested me for autism as well as something called nonverbal learning disorder. Mm-hmm. Which is very similar to autism, um, but is a learning disorder that affects the ability to understand things that are not language. Um, But it does kind of feed into my particular form of autism, which is I'm very wordy and less spatial, which is the opposite of the usual stereotype. I suck at math. language. <laughs> it sounds like you should have a career in radio, which is why you're doing so great. Most of us do suck at math as well. Sarah Adia Hoiser is also one of the lead organizers of OtCon. So before we launch into all the details of OtCon, can we give a few basics? So tell me when OtCon will be starting. When will it be held? OtCon is May the 4th. So it's Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. And we did that kind of on purpose. It was also originally the first day that the Avengers movie was coming out, so we were going to be part of that premiere. But we're keeping it May 4th, even though they moved that premiere date on us. And um, it just goes from 4 p.m. till about 9 p.m. And then after that, we'll go to the movie. And those that want to stick around and come see Avengers with us, we'll have a movie theater rented out for that. And so we'll have a very autism-friendly showing of the movie. And those of us who may not be on the spectrum still can go with you to go see the movie. They can if they're there at OtCon and have an OtCon ticket. Okay, so we're (laughs) going to talk about that. Why is it so important, Sarah, do you think, for us to have events like OtCon? 
So um, when I was first diagnosed, the most important thing that came out of that diagnosis to me was finding what my mother called my tribe. Um, it was finding other people who had brains that were sort of wired like mine. So I spent a lot of my childhood thinking I was really different and maybe I was an alien or something. I wasn't really sure, but it was just so obvious to me that people didn't think in the same patterns that I do. Um, and so when I found out that there was a word for that and it was autism <laughs> and that there were other people who experienced the same thing, that was a big deal for me. So I feel like that places like this where you can come and you can talk to other people who are also on the spectrum um, are really important because they make you feel not so alone. I, I think that's really important for you to share that, especially as a mom of, of three grown children now, it, it makes, it softens my heart to think that throughout your childhood, you didn't feel like you had a tribe. And is that quite common, uh, Jared? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm also an adult on the autism spectrum and wasn't diagnosed till I was out of college because those those diagnoses didn't even exist. High-functioning autism wasn't even a thing uh, until I was already done with high school. And then the idea that adults who were successful could possibly be autistic, that was very novel and new. And yet, I, like Sarah, I was always feeling that I'm different. Something's wrong, and I'm faking this. And obviously, there's some aspect of that. It's this imposter syndrome that a lot of people have on the spectrum where you, you feel like any day now someone's going to come along and bust you because you're not really one of us. So the, the social awareness intelligence is there. You're, you're sensing a, a difference, mm-hmm. but not being able to identify what that is until the diagnosis came. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was very freeing in that sense, just being able to look back and say, oh, okay, this makes total sense as to why I did this or my life was this way and these kind of things. And- May I also kind of tout some of your experiences? So when we talk about um, aligning ad- adults on the autism spectrum with being successful and living independently, I just wanted to mention, as this is Jared Stewart, you have a master's in education, correct? Correct. And you are the vice chair of leadership with the Utah Developmental Disabilities Council. I mean, this is a lot. An adjunct professor at Utah Valley University. You've helped run uh, conferences each year on autism. You teach classes on autism. BYU, a very competitive university. Magna cum laude. I, I should actually say Lottie, right? Is that the correct pronunciation? You know, I didn't go to my graduation because it was too much. There was like going to be a ton of people there and too much noise and too much sound. And they asked me to speak. And I was like, why would I do that? Why would I go? I'm done. I'm done with school now. <laughs> I've, I've had to endure that intensely social experience exactly. for all those years, but it's thank like, you. I, I know I've graduated. I don't need to go get your guys' thing. Here. But, but to me, I'm thinking of somebody sitting in the car right now mm-hmm. or somebody at home and listening and having their entire paradigm, their thought process completely changed when they hear the word autism or a child being identified as being on the autism spectrum, hearing about the incredible intelligence and success that you can have in your adult years. And and I think that's an, a very important message. Is that one of the goals of OTCON? Yeah. And I think it's, um, it's even beyond that of some of us, like, like Jared said, we're, um, on probably the more skilled um, part mm-hmm. of the spectrum. Sure. And um, some of us are not. And I feel like it's also part of making it so that those people can have good lives too. Because there, um, pe- 
there are places who obviously want to hire us, the ones that are super detail oriented and can do things, but it kind of leaves out the, the, the spectrum part of the spectrum that maybe can't do those kinds of things. So I feel like it's, it's finding success no matter where you fall as far as the intelligence end of the spectrum goes. Um, because yeah, a lot of us are very intelligent, maybe very intelligent in one way, very unintelligent in another. Um, like I said, I'm not very good at math, but I speak well. So <laughs> well, for those who, and I was lucky enough to study um, towards a master's in special education. And it was that experience that helped me understand just how different individuals learn. Right. And that it's not just some of us are kinetic and some of us are auditory. Some of us are visual learners. That type of information was so vital, but we mm-hmm. don't have that. The, the average individual is not given that information right. until later on. And that's a very important thing that we do at Scenic View Academy, just as you're first coming in, is they work to identify what your intelligence is, how you learn. Um, and so, for some people, that's the first time it's ever been addressed that may, maybe they're perfectly capable of learning, but they've never been in an environment where they could learn. So, yeah, it's a very important part of what we do. And this is Sarah Heuser. She was diagnosed, <clears throat> you said at about the age of 18, mm-hmm. um, with uh, being on the autism spectrum and having nonverbal learning disorder. Okay. Since that point, you immersed yourself into learning more about autism. I did. And you were very sensitive a few minutes ago talking about how we're, it's a range. It, it, is. it is an umbrella. Mm-hmm. And yes. so what should we know about autism itself? Um, I think, who was it her, who first said you've met one person with autism? You've met one Dr. person Shore. with autism. Yeah. Dr. Schwartz. Yeah. It's so, even though like I talk about finding my tribe, um, and finding people who think the way I do, they don't like we're all very different and we all think very differently. But there seem to be some universal patterns that people who are on the autism spectrum seem to follow with their thinking. Um, and there's perhaps more rigid in some ways. And even though people don't talk about it very often, sometimes even more flexible in other ways, it's just almost like you're coming through another cultural perspective. So I think it's very important that people know that um, we might come off as weird because we don't understand what's happening because the things that would, the clues that we would have for what's happening are are not being interpreted. Right. Right. They're not being interpreted. So a lot of people will indicate sarcasm with the tone of their voice and their face. But, if you're not very good at reading tone and facial expressions, then you don't understand that sarcasm is happening and sarcasm goes right over your head and you take it quite seriously. And you mentioned the term weird. And and, <laughs> and as we become a more compassionate, empathetic culture, ideally we'll see differences mm-hmm. and celebrate differences rather than seeing weirdness or oddity. Mm-hmm. We just embrace it, that in general, we're all on the spectrum, right. aren't we, of some sort, some type of spectrum. For those who've just joined us, that's Sarah Heuser. She works at Scenic View Academy, helping people with government benefits, uh, also advocating for adults with autism. Joining us also in the studio is Jared Stewart, who is the program director of Scenic View Academy. Uh, Sarah said something very insightful to me. 
And that is, as people learn about Scenic View Academy, they have an experience of, of, of learning um, just how different they can be, but how their intelligences have value. So tell me a little bit about Scenic View Academy's big goal and, and what it helps those on the spectrum achieve. Well, currently, when you hit 21, 22, and you finish off the public school system, you're done. There's no further additional helps for anybody. And yet autism is, de- is a developmental delay. And so very often adults with autism aren't even hitting their strides till their 20s and 30s. And so that's right when they need the supports, they're yanking it away. And so Scenic View was founded by Ray and Ty Norda, who were a couple who had a child with neurodiversity. And they said, what options do we have after this age? And there was nothing out there. So they decided to take some of their money and found Scenic View so that we would have a way to offer um, life skills and not just life skills, but holistic, you know, life improvement uh, to people who had special needs like that. And so when they come into Scenic View, they run through some basic initial assessments, some initial intake classes. We look at learning styles. We look at um, cognitive. We look at behavioral. We look at all kinds of different things. And then we customize a plan for them based on their goals. And we do that across residential, being able to live on their own, vocational, what kind of job are you going to have, educational, what kind of training are you going to need for that job, and enrichment, what are you going to do for social skills, what are you going to do for health, what are you going to do for spending your time constructively, Um, because so many people with autism just kind of graduate to the couch. There's this finish of high school, and then now what? And they live in the basement and play video games and waste what honestly is a huge potential, because like Sarah said, everyone on the autism spectrum has an ability to contribute and tremendous abilities that often are just not going, they're not, let me restate that. Everyone on the autism spectrum has a a tremendous capacity to contribute. And a lot of times those potentials aren't being realized and they aren't getting the chances and the opportunities that would allow them to contribute to the world. Some really amazing things. When a child or a teenager is diagnosed with being, um, having a developmental delay, um, and you use the term neuro... Neurodiverse. Neurodiverse. Neurodiversity. But a, a developmental delay. Um, in the public school system before um, grade 12, um, parents can work with schools and they have a legal right. There is a federal law that says we will commit resources to assist your individual child in becoming successful, whether that be in speech development or in learning uh, skills or resources. There is there is a commitment from our country to help. So when you say they go to the couch, so they get through the, that public schooling system, the IEP that's giving them some support and assistance, and then it stopped until Scenic View Academy. Yeah. The IDEA protections cut off when you graduate high school. And at that point, you're under the Americans with Disabilities Act, and you have a very different set of rights and very different set of supports. And yeah, if you haven't learned to be able to fly at that point, it's kind of a crash. When you say holistic, can you help me understand that a bit? Because so I can understand treat, life skills. Yeah, you we know, try laundry. to treat the whole mm-hmm. person at Scenic yeah. And so what? So we're looking at – so we have a team. And everybody who comes in has a team where they have a service coordinator that is going to look at them and look at their needs and based on those assessments and their goals say, oh, well, you also need a, a personal trainer and you need a specialist over here with physical things and you also need a speech therapist and you also need a psychotherapist to help you deal with some of the trauma of getting through the public school system and being different. Um, And you also need a tutor uh, because you might be going on to college and you also need a job coach or a vocational specialist that's going to help you line up an internship or learn how to take feedback on the job. 
Um, and so everybody has that whole range of people, people who help you to clean your room or balance a budget or like Sarah does, help you find what kind of government benefits are available to you. So that by the time you're done with Scenic View, you're really ready as much as that's possible for any of us to be ready um, to live on your own and, and have that life and to adult, mm-hmm. which is what we're, our hope is for our and students. And you're nodding your head. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you feel a sense of a change of an identity from the time that you were going through the public school system and you didn't know why you felt so differently, thought so differently, while you were treated so differently mm-hmm. from the time then you've been diagnosed and, and understanding yourself better? Mm-hmm. I think um, there's a very strong, since I didn't know what was going on and what made me different, um, and so I didn't know to use this word, and then I could find other people like me. Um, once I found that word, the autism word, being and started to identify as autistic, that became a huge part of my identity. Um, it's just kind of like saying I'm from another country or I'm from, you know, like another state so that people understand that I see things differently and I understand for the first time or understood for the first time after um, I turned 18 and got this diagnosis that there was that it wasn't something I was making up. Um, I feel like a lot of people feel like I was told I was lazy um, I was told that I just wasn't trying. I was told that I was putting up walls, that I was keeping myself from learning certain things and from making certain connections with other people. And I, part of me believed that. And another part of me believed, no, because I really am trying. I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but there's something that, um, that is keeping me from making the same connections with learning and with people that other people are, that I observe other people being able to make. So yeah, it became a huge part of my identity because it became not an excuse, but an explanation for why these things were difficult for me. And I could finally say, here's a piece of paper. A doctor signed it. I'm not making it up. I appreciate your honesty with that because I, I can see that other individuals are repeating of having similar experiences over and over again. Um, Scenic View Academy, you work there helping mm-hmm. people. Um, and, uh, and Jared had mentioned that there are life skills. So for those who are on the spectrum, some will be much more higher functioning, some less. What are some of the supports, the life supports that Scenic Academy puts into place? Um, so life skills. We are, um, when I first got there, I first started as a volunteer because I had I had graduated with my bachelor's and I just needed to do something. Um, And so I started as a volunteer and the things that I found interesting were the classes I volunteered for was one was just, I, the, the class, I would call it figuring out I can do things. And um, so we would, they would have different challenges for students to complete of like, that were would be spatial or they would be verbal or they would be um, just kind of puzzles. And I think a lot of the time when you're going through the public school system and maybe you have a developmental delay or an intellectual disability or a learning disability, you just lose a lot of your faith in yourself and your ability to do things. And I feel like that is a lot of the autistic, like graduating to the couch is 
I've lost my faith in myself and my ability to do things. So that was one of the first classes that I was in that I felt was very important. Thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. The event that we mentioned at the very beginning of our interview is called OtCon. And and let's spend, we have about five more minutes together talking about OtCon. Uh, For those who just joined us, Jared, that was Sarah Huizer. She uh, was diagnosed as autistic and on the uh, nonverbal learning disorder uh, Spectrum, I'll just use that term, uh, about nine, ten years ago, and and now is helping to organize OTCON, Autism Convention. Joining us is Jared Stewart. He's a program director of Scenic View Academy. So it starts at 4 o'clock on May 4th at Scenic View Academy, which is where? We're located in the Riverwoods, just kind of north of the main shopping district there. All the information is on the website, www.svacademy.org. And that's also where people can register for the event or see anything else about Scenic View that they'd like to see. Should they pre-register for the event? Yeah, and those of us with autism, we are the worst at pre-registering for anything. (laughs) We tend to really procrastinate and we tend to put things off and and worry about them to the last second. And so, yes, please pre-register. But if you even need to come the day of, go right ahead and do that. SV.org svacademy.org. Thank you for correcting me. svacademy.org. If you got the motivation right now, this would be the great time uh, to register. But at this event, besides getting together and then having a chance after the event uh, to go to a movie, the Avengers? Avengers Infinity War. Okay. But in between that, there's a resource fair. So what type of um, services will be uh, communicated and shared so that both parents and adults on the spectrum can come and learn? Well, and we are targeting mostly at the actual individual with autism. If they need to bring someone like a parent uh, with them, if that's the difference between them coming and not, then definitely register somebody else and bring them as well. Um, But our resources are mostly so that adults on the spectrum can start seeing what is out there in the community and what other things are there and available. And then we'll have sessions and panels and presentations that will give education on a a lot of skills that everybody on the spectrum can usually do better with. Um, And so they'll have an option of a lot of different things that they can do and learn. And if they're not feeling up to it or if it's too much sensorily for them, we have places they can go to kind of cool down. Is that what a sensory room is? That is what a sensory room is. Okay, so if having this, you know, a a crowd of 100 or whatever seems a bit too much, she just gives them permission to find some respite by themselves for a bit. Absolutely. We also have a Lego room contributed by one of our sponsors where they'll be able to go and just build bricks um, we also have a biofeedback station. We have a yoga. We have an art room. Um, well, they'll be playing some anime and so forth and just where people can kind of chill and relax and get back their energy to be able to go back and participate in the convention. All right. And it's called OtCon. It's coming May 4th from 4 to 10 p.m. You mentioned registration, ideally ahead of time, svacademy.org. And it's taking place in the Riverwoods, which is that popular area off of University Avenue in North Provo, right before you get to Provo Canyon opening. And um, I've seen Scenic View Academy. I mentioned before that um, I was so thrilled to learn about it 12 years ago, whenever it was, when it was a dream. And, and it's such a beautiful thing to see it here. So what we want is to invite anyone who is on the autism spectrum. Ages 18 and up. 18 and up to come on to OtCon. Yeah, it's the first of its kind in history. As far as we can tell, there's never been anything like this tried anywhere in the nation. And so we really encourage people to come. It may be, you know, 40 people. It may be 100 people. It may be 200 people. Who knows? Um, we hope to grow af- you know, off of the efforts here and off of everyone's feedback. But... Come and be a part of history. Come and, 
you know, meet your tribe like Sarah was talking about and and help contribute your your piece of the autism puzzle. And and find that that it redefine your life, that there is so much more that you can contribute and so much more that you can enjoy in life given the the, the keys to open those doors. Otcon is from four to ten PM on May fourth. Fourth be with you. Did I get too much of that th- with me? Maybe. <laughs> May the 4th be with you. <laughs> and then right at the end of the fair, that's when you'll head to a showing of Avengers Infinity War. Right. So if they want to stay for the movie, plan on going 4 to midnight. Okay. Perfect. Dinner will be provided. There's also a t-shirt. And, and I'm sure people who have heard your voices will have a chance, want to have a chance to meet you, maybe even talk. So you'll be looking for Sarah Heuser or Jared Stewart, both of them from Scenic View Academy, joining us today to talk more about the resources and support and the abilities of, of adults on the autism spectrum and the event called OTCON, first of its kind, we hope in the world, coming to Scenic View Academy in Provo. More information at svacademy.org. Thank you, Sarah. You did an extraordinary job Thank you. today. <laughs> Thank you, Jared, for your leadership and passion and dedication. Glad to be here. And Rebecca, if we could just take a moment to thank our sponsors. OTCON's not a fundraiser. I mean, for 25 bucks, you're getting all of this. We're just trying to break even, but... Because of our sponsors, we can make things like this possible, an event of this magnitude. So we'd like to say a special thanks to the Melissa Nellison Center for Autism at UVU, to Health Equity, the Autism Council of Utah, Good Move in Provo, and Bricks and Minifigs of Orem, who are the ones that are sponsoring that Lego room I mentioned. Thank you, of course, to them. And thank each of you, Sarah Heuser and Jared Stewart with Scenic View Academy, the event OTCON coming May 4th from 4 to 8 p.m. More details are at svacademy.org. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here.